0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 26, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Do we really have anything to discuss as it relates to the daily chart of the S&P 500? Is there any change from what we've been discussing? No, there's no change. No change from yesterday. The market's in an uptrend. The band plays on. What we're focused now on is 315.04 or somewhere a little bit north of that area going to be overhead resistance. Where does that number come from? It comes from about a week and a half or two weeks ago when I first put it up on the board where I think the market's headed maybe as a magnetic force, if you will. And if in fact I was right, we would see at least 315.04. Right now, it really doesn't seem that far away. The SPY is a stone's throw away from that price. Now, just to refresh ourselves a little bit, If, in fact, the market does head to 315.04, A, I'm not saying it has to stop there. B, what I am saying is, here's where I derive the number from, and if you don't remember, go back a week or so and watch the videos again. You'll have to dig it out. I'm making you do the work if you don't remember where it came from. 99% of the people would have no interest in doing that. They want to be spoon-fed the information, It's only the people that really want to learn, the ones that really want to know everything there is so they can do this on their own. They're the ones that'll go out and dig up the information. There's a few of you out there. I know who you are. Let's have a quick discussion on a price acting as a magnet and a price acting as a repellent. So here's the way I'm looking at this particular scenario. There's no magic to 3.1504, it's something I came up with based on the type of market analysis that I do, the type of market analysis I teach, I incorporate cycles into the technical analysis, and this is what I came up with. It would be super spooky for the market to go to 3.1504, stop, and turn around and go back in the other direction. I'm not saying that's going to happen. We're using this as a general Area, a general zone, something the market might be attracted to, but not necessarily stop on a dime at. It's a number that I think, and this is a personal opinion, this is not technical analysis, this is my opinion. I think the number, based on how I derive the number, is important enough where I would actually be surprised to see the market waltz right through 3.15.04, maybe for a day, maybe by a dollar. But much above that, I would be actually surprised. I'm not saying the market can't go higher later. What I am saying is I would find it unusual for the market to blast right through this particular number without putting up a fight. We don't have anything else on the spiders on the SPY. It's in an uptrend. This is just a grind higher. This isn't really putting in any kind of or specific kind of chart pattern. We had a gap and go yesterday, and essentially, we're just still going. 120-minute chart, anything important, anything jump off the screen, absolutely not. No change, nothing to do here, nothing to see here. We're looking for 315.04. Back to the daily chart for a second. I want to have a different conversation. Let's just use a hypothetical trade setup. Since the market's at new highs, even though I'm giving you a number that I'm interested in at 315.04, we don't have any reason to believe other than what I've said, but we don't have any technical reason to believe on the charts that the market will go down from around that price zone. However... If, in fact, the market gets up there and we can identify some kind of intraday reversal unfolding and traders are able to hop on a trade having something to quote unquote, and these are air quotes, but you need them big time quote-unquote, something to trade against. What does that mean? It means you know where you're wrong. So you need some kind of an intraday reversal candle, tail candle. There are other things that come along with that. That will reserve for the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. This is just generally speaking. But the question is, what would a trader, if one hopped on the short side, remember, with something to trade against, What would that trader be looking for in terms of a target? A, first target. You got three spots. There's not three first targets, but we don't know exactly where the first target's going to be. So I'll give you A, B, and C. A being the most conservative and C being the most aggressive. The first one would be yesterday's low. The opening range low from a gap up Monday morning is important. Under garden variety market conditions... And specifically using the 80-20 rule, that price is going to be important 80% of the time against the other 20. The second area of interest, B, would be the gap. So a closing of the gap would leave price around 311.09. We'll round down to 311. So somewhere in the 311 camp is also important. These are broad strokes, Inside the numbers members, get the specific numbers that day, that morning, in real time. And then the third order of business, or letter C, would likely be a spike through the 20 period or maybe a touch of the 20 period moving average somewhere down in that zone. And as a refresher, remember, that was somewhere around the 309.55 area where the horizontal line still exists. Somewhere in that neighborhood was really the breakout area where this current run would likely come back to check in at, which would put the market at what we'll call a decision point. Is it going to collapse, trapdoor type stuff, or is the breakout area going to be supportive for another push higher to once again new highs or at least make another challenge at the previous highs? And that's kind of the way I would lay it out in my mind in a hypothetical scenario even before it took place. Never happens how you draw it out exactly, of course, we know that. But where do I draw this information from? I draw it from watching it happen over and over and over again. And by the way, so have most of you. What's going on over in camp IWM? So we have what might be a toppy looking candle type of situation. So if a trader wanted to believe that was a top, could be short against today's high. Wasn't great performance for the IWM, but you have to keep two things in mind. A, the magnitude of yesterday's rocket ride higher, magnitude in points or percentage terms, and also the fact that it had volume behind the rally. So yesterday's volume was basically 25 million shares, just short of that. That was more than the average 90-day volume, and certainly more than the recent historic volume, let's just call it the last 30-45 days. So what does that tell you? That tells you there was something behind the rally. There was institutional participation in one way, shape, or form behind the rally. Was it a blow-off top? Not in my opinion. Why not? You always have to have a reason. An answer without a reason isn't really an answer worth anything. The question was, why isn't it a blow-off top? Now, it obviously could be, but that's not normally how a blow-off top happens. Normally will happen with day after day after day of a market that's up over yesterday, the day after, the day after, the day after, and then finally you get one final or two or three final big pushes higher on volume into a ridiculous area on the chart, and that's generally a blow-off top. Here's a very clean weekly chart. Is that a blow-off top? No. It's a breakout underway. Will it sustain or fail is a different story. This is a weekly chart. We need to see the weekly closes to make an interpretation of what the weekly chart is telling us. But this is not a blow off top. It's a breakout underway. What's doing down at the Transportation Department? The 10,959.26 was the gap. That was the gap that was missed yesterday. That was the gap that they were always going to hit today. They hit the gap. They stayed there, they closed above the gap. That's not bearish, but bullish behavior. It's not above by all that much, but just stating the case. Looking at the weekly chart, it looks very similar to the IWM. And then you begin to understand why the IWM is my first favorite market leading indicator and the transports happen to be my second favorite market leading indicator. And then the transports are my first favorite canary in the coal mine anything to discuss with the cues any relevant information absolutely not nothing to see here move it along how about the XLF you want to see a cute one and when I use the term cute I use it in the most sarcastic way that I possibly can there's a gap in the XLF moving the chart over let's identify the gap Twenty-nine ninety-two. What's today's low? Well, before we do that, and you already know because you're looking at it, you can see where I'm going. 29.92, okay? Now let's go down to a hourly chart. We can use an hourly chart, and you'll see here that they missed it by one penny. 29.93. Now, we have a couple of things going on. How do you read this? Let me tell you what I see, and then We'll decide together if this is shenanigans, a dope or we need to invent a new name. You have a breakup candle low. That low is at 29.95. Today's low, 29.93. The gap, 29.92. So we know within a few pennies, this general zone is important. They missed the gap by one penny, take off to the upside. Bullish or bearish? That's bullish. Is that enough evidence? Do we have it lock, stock, and barrel? Is it bullish? Is it going higher? Not so fast. We have a breakdown candle high coming up next, $30.11. I'm just giving you the in-depth analysis. You can use this on daily charts, weekly charts, five-minute charts if you want. I don't like the shorter time frames like that. It appears that the market is moving a lot faster than it actually is. My belief is it gives you a false sense of what's actually going on and your emotions take hold. Then other people get involved. Who are the other people? The guy who sits on your left shoulder, the guy who sits on your right shoulder, the guy that tells you to sell because it's not working, the guy that tells you don't sell, it's going to work out in a minute and you don't know what to do. I think those thoughts are magnified the shorter the time frame that you're looking at. That's an opinion, not technical analysis. Take it for what it's worth. If you have success trading the shorter time frames, that's fine. That's my opinion. Works for me. Back to the XLF. So now, all of a sudden, we have conflicting information. We can see that this is a bullish pattern set up to begin with, but doesn't mean that this most previous breakdown candle high may reject the market and we can come back down. Let's say for a second that does happen. We'll just project a little bit for the what ifs. Market gets rejected at the breakdown candle high. Comes back down around the area of the gap at 29.92. Do we want that trade on the long side on the second time around to fill the gap? No siree, Bob. Because we have conflicting data, we have to continue to look at different charts to uncover more information. If it exists, the chart should show us what it is. If we don't see it, it probably doesn't exist. Anything different on the 120-minute chart? No, you have the same breakdown candle high. That'll be the spot for the XLF. If it can get above, gap above in the morning, for example, that's a possibility, or trade through at any point during the day and close above on the hourly chart, 120-minute chart, you're bullish. It's going higher. Going back for a moment to put everything in perspective from a 30,000-foot view, for example, is there anything wrong with the XLF? No. Can it come back down toward the 20-period moving average if things turn sour for the markets all of a sudden? You wake up to a black swan, a gap down, whatever it is. Certainly, certainly could come down to the 20 period moving average and still stay bullish. So putting things in perspective, there's nothing wrong with this chart. We were doing the onion before, peeling it back, looking under the hood, using it as an example to learn from the SMH. Anything interesting going on in the SMH? It was a very large day yesterday. Today was what's called an inside day. We don't read anything into the inside days. Couple of things could be happening. Actually, three things could be happening. We could go sideways for a few days. That's thing number A. Then we could gap above yesterday's high and continue higher. That's thing number B. Or we could go down and challenge or test the low of the breakup candle or obviously lower. That's thing number three. Do we know which one's going to happen next? Absolutely not. Not from looking at the daily chart anyway. What happens when we go down to an hourly chart? Do we learn anything? Well, we could begin looking at this in a bullish flaggish kind of way However, it's a little sloppy. You started trading higher, came back down. Now we're just basically in a chop shop formation in a way. So I'm not really thinking this is a bull flag. However, it's not bearish. You're above the moving averages. And what's actually happening is you see this breakdown candle high, 133.99, 134. You can see the SMH came up to challenge 134 before now it's kind of consolidating trading sideways eating time off the clock underneath 134 and above all three of these moving averages put together so to me trapped in between the markets going to break one way or the other right now what it's telling me on the hourly chart until and unless it's below these moving averages and from an hourly chart perspective below closing hourly below 132.89 until that happens it's bullish that's the read from inside my head here's a short hop for you i just want a refresher because i do get emails about apple on a regular basis so i want to address something there are a lot of traders out there that have been trying to or have actually been shorting apple and i don't just mean today or yesterday I mean have been shorting Apple for a while. So obviously anybody shorting Apple has had a pie in the face. Here's the lesson learned. We talked about it I think the last time before Apple even got to 250. And we said like this, how high is Apple gonna go? Is it gonna be 250? Is it gonna be 260, 275, 300? We don't know. You have to wait for a chart like this To put in a reversal so you have something to trade against. Even when it looks like it puts in a reversal here, right? It looks like a reversal candle. It is a reversal candle. And what happens next? The stock continues powering forward. How does that happen? This is a daily chart. You see a reversal on the weekly chart. Why don't you see it on the weekly chart? Because the daily chart wasn't the chart in control. What do I mean by that? That sounds a little hocus-pocus-ish. Not really. Let me explain it like this. You know those periods of time when a piece of news will pop out and the market will drop for an hour or a few hours, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just save the market, it bounces right back, and everybody forgets about the bad news from just a few hours ago. And then all of a sudden, the band plays on, higher prices tomorrow, the day after, the day after, and then eventually, the same thing will happen again, but the market will simply shrug off the bad news, and we get into that no news is good news scenario, only goes down for an hour, the morning, maybe a day, well, here's the deal, it may look like a rodeo on the shorter term charts, the hourly chart, even the daily chart sometimes, but if the market's in an uptrend on the longer time frames, it's the longer time frames that are drawing the market up into a specific area like a magnet. So in this case, the longer term chart is the one that's in control. So you may see a reversal happen on the daily chart But the daily chart really wasn't the chart in control. Not the chart or the type of time frame that is essentially driving the market. You don't see a one, two, three day pullback on a monthly chart most of the time. This is a chart of a stock on a breakout headed for a destination. It'll let you know when it gets there. What about the last 15 minutes of the day when Apple sold off a few bucks? Is that meaningful? Is it anomaly? Is it hocus pocus? Should we read into it? It definitely catches my eye. It definitely gets most traders' attention. When we flip over to an hourly chart, you see what's going on. You may be coming just down to test maybe the low of the breakup candle, maybe fill a gap, or maybe it's reversing. We don't know yet, but this is how trades unfold. This is how We understand what the charts are telling us from a very shorter time frame all the way through to the longer term charts. It has to start somewhere. So here on Apple, I don't know if this will turn into anything, but I'm watching Apple. I saw what happened at the end of the day. Now it has my attention. I want to see what happens tomorrow. If the stock opens up tomorrow, maybe it's just an anomaly. If it sells off tomorrow, it may be the start of something more. We don't know. I'm just explaining using Apple as an example of how the process begins. How about a short hop? Let's talk about Bitcoin. What does that green line represent? Very simple. It was just a gap. They came up short. They do that kind of thing all the time. We see it over and over again. We just saw it on Bitcoin. We've seen it hundreds, thousands of times on various different charts. The question is, is it bullish or bearish? Well, here's the deal. We'll do it again. It's bullish right now, but if they come back down and they go below yesterday's low, they're likely not going to stop at the gap, or it's just a different trade. The risk is different. The setup is different. It's a different chart at that point. Look at the weekly chart. You just lost. The weekly chart 100 period moving average in Bitcoin. I think that's important. I think it means something. If they recapture it, I think that also means something. I'm watching very closely to see what happens at the close of the week. Now, it's Thanksgiving, so markets around the horn are relatively quiet. But a chart is a chart. A number is a number. A trading day is a trading day. I'm watching the weekly close. What happens if they go below yesterday's low and they don't stop at the gap? What is the next real area of interest? Where would I be buying Bitcoin if that actually happened? About 5,300. Where do I come up with that? Right out of the course at Lazy E-mini Trader. Doesn't matter what the chart is. Doesn't matter what the time frame is. Doesn't matter what the vehicle is. All charts act and react the same way, that's precisely what you're taught in that course. You're taught how to use it to your advantage. What is it? It is everything in that course that teaches you how to make money in the market. How about gold? We've been talking about two numbers in gold. The 1456 worked the first time. It worked the second time. When was the second time? Well, actually, it worked a bunch of times, I guess. How about gold? So we're back down at the 1450, 56 area. We don't want it now. It may hold again, but it's below the moving averages. What it has to do from a bullish perspective is gold has to prove itself two times. First, it has to close a day, at least one day, above 1475. That's the first order of business. Until and unless that happens, no dice. For now, we'll forget the second order of business because they haven't done the first order of business yet. If they do the first order of business, we'll talk about what the second order of business is. We're not reading into an up day by a few bucks just yet. We haven't yet spiked the previous low. They still may want to do that. There's a gap down here. It would be very strange after a chart pattern that looks like this not to fill this gap. That's an opinion not based on technical analysis. I'm allowed to have an opinion as long as I distinguish between the two. If I tell you it's technical analysis, that's my opinion, but my interpretation of how I read the chart, how I read the technical analysis. An opinion with no supporting data, something that happens over and over again on a consistent basis, something we can draw from, something we can look at. It has to be tangible. This is a bearish pattern below the moving averages. If I took these lines away, if I took that line away, it said, if you had to flip a coin and say, is it bullish or bearish, what would you say? Most traders wouldn't say, because this held, it has to go higher. That's not really what the chart is saying. Let's have a brief discussion about Thanksgiving. Will there be a video Wednesday night? If the market moves, sure. If it's stuck in the mud and nothing's going on and it's the day before Thanksgiving, nobody showed up to work, no sellers, no buyers, the market's stuck in the mud, nothing happens, probably not going to do a video. If there's market movement, I'll do a video. Second order of business. I appreciate you. I can't leave the stage without thanking you for being here. I do appreciate each and every one of you. I'm David Frost. My Strategic Forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost.